What's up, guys? It's Bradley with the Insurance Guys Podcast. Hey, look, recently I actually got two more days out of my month. If you know me and you know how tight my schedule is, me getting two more days is huge. And I'm going to tell you how I did that. I did that with CoverDesk. Guys, this is not a testimonial, even though they are a sponsor. It's not a testimonial. It's not a made-up story. This is a real-life story. Me as a new agency owner, obviously, my business organization chart, I fill 80% of the seats, right? Well, one of the things that I do because I wanted to make sure that my people get paid right is I reconcile all my commission statements for all my carriers. And literally, guys, when it comes around payroll time, it takes two whole days for me to reconcile for the agency and reconcile for my agents. And I recently trained my cover desk virtual assistant on how to reconcile the agency commissions for my management system, which I'll say is not a popular management system. It's a newer management system. And I was able to train her how to do that. Literally, guys and gals, it bought me two extra days in the month. I could get two more days of production, get two more days with my family. Think about what you could get from two days. That's what this service from CoverDesk has provided me. Give CoverDesk a call or head over to www.coverdesk.com. Thanks. Insurance agents from around the world, welcome to the Insurance Guys podcast. My name is Scott Howell, your fearless host and leader, insurance agency owner and insurance evangelist for iProtect Insurance and Financial Services, based out of Huntsville, Alabama. And before we get started on today's podcast, please help me welcome, he's a six foot three sophomore from Saraland, Alabama, parade first team All-American, rivals, five-star recruit. He is a fantastic insurance agent and a great American. Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together and welcome the incomparable Mr. Bradley Flowers. How are you, Bradley? I remembered to turn my mic on today. Whoop, whoop. Yeah, that one last week, you were a little bit cloudy on, brother. Yeah. Well, you know what happened? So I have this audio interface here. My mic goes into the audio interface and my headphones. So the mic was on, but I didn't have it turned on on zoom so what i was hearing was this mic and what y'all were hearing and the listeners were hearing was the the external mic on the the computer so sorry about that everybody and unfortunately it was out and everywhere you know johnny said something like hey your mic's a little and i was like i don't worry about it then i heard it and i was like that i hope that's not the first episode anybody listens to (laughs) you know we've come a long long way from our first days of doing this when we neither one of us knew what in the world we were doing that's true that is i mean you you remember that how how i mean i can remember us doing a podcast and then we jump on the cell phone together and we're like okay now what do we do (laughs) yeah well like you remember the first time we recorded so it was 2017 this was really before zoom mm -hmm. we were on i think go no we were on skype skype and you were recording on your end and I was my office on my end we would try to map them up together and after the I mean it was just a that was a crap show from the beginning Um, hey I remember you calling me after one of our very first podcast and you said uh hey man I got this buddy and his name's Johnny Gwynn and he's got an actual podcast studio here in Mobile if you don't mind, I think I'm going to go down there and try to record one of these from his podcast studio. And I'm like, yeah, man, that sounds great. And that was it. We were off to the races after that. Well, that was out of desperation because it was like, I can't do that. We can't do this like this. So mm-hmm. we're either going to have to use someone or this is not going to happen. And I'm right. so glad we decided to make that decision because 
and I'm glad you were, you kind of pushed us to like, I was like, I'm going to inquire, but you were the one that kind of pushed me over the edge. Cause had it been up to me, I'd have just been like, nah, we're not going to do it. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Super scary to think what would happen if we hadn't done that. I know. Right. Yeah. I, I, that's one thing that people ask me all the time about podcasting and we've talked ad nauseum about this, but just unintended consequences and people that we've met where, and, and then I think back about where you and I both would be right now. And, and it's a little bit, you know, whatever, as far as thinking like that, because we did do it and here we are today, but I still sometimes wonder where we would both be today if we hadn't started the podcast the way that we did and, and just the limited amount of knowledge that we would have ever had about certain things that you only get when you get the doors and the curtains pulled back for you. You know what I mean? It's it, I'll tell you what it is, man. And I can't remember how this came up in conversation, but I, I think it was like somebody, asked, you know, why are you doing the podcast if you don't have anything to sell agents, that, that sort of thing. And as well, to me, my podcast is the 1990s version of a book. What do you mean? Right. Well, you know, in that time and before and more than just the 90s, people would write a book to open doors. Right. It was not. And, and many authors will tell you, and I know several that will tell you that books don't make money. Mm -hmm. Books are door openers. And so that's kind of for us and for me, especially, I don't know about you, is it, it's a way to it's a door opener. I was talking to an agent that's local here a couple of weeks ago, and we were talking about how there was this market that was not here, that this carrier needed to be here and kind of complaining a little bit. And, and he said, and he was, he was poking fun, he, but, but he was like, you know, use some of that pool you have from that podcast to get that carrier down here. Not that I have any pool, but, but, but some, you know, I, we, we could get, yeah. I could get in front of maybe the right person. Now I'm not going to be right. my, my actions are not going to be the sole thing that leads that carrier to come here. And I thought, huh, like how often does a two year old agency have any kind of influence in a carrier's decision? And I, and we still don't, but it at least gets you a little bit ahead of where other people would be in that tenure, you know, trying to be humble here, but, uh, well, but it's certainly a great door opener and, if nothing else, a conversation starter. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree with you more. I, I sent our Safeco rep. We have written the hell out of some Safeco insurance. And I wrote him, I told Justin Miller in my office, I said, send me our Safeco rep's email address. I want to send him a note. So I sent him this note. I think I haven't forwarded this to you so you could see it. And I copied Tyler Asher on the email as a carbon copy, just so he could see it. I was no, in no way expecting him to respond. I'll be damn. He came back with about a two paragraph man, Scott, thank you so much. Can't wait to be on the podcast again. And I'm like, I would have never thought 12 years ago when I was an associate agent making $16,000 a year with state farm that one day a CEO of a major carrier would have the wherewithal to send me a response on an email. I would have never dreamed that would have happened. That was last week. That happened last week. So, yeah, unintended consequences, guys. And I'll tell you another thing, too. And, guys, let me say this. Our mission on this podcast is to help you guys in any way we can. Today we're going to podcast just Bradley and I for a little while. We're going to rap about some things. But that does not change the mission of this podcast. In fact, I think you and I, Bradley, have even more of a responsibility when it's just you and I to be honest to be transparent and give these guys some knowledge today that might can help them. And I'm sitting here right now 
we've got two or three things that we're going to talk about today that I think can help them. What you got? Before that, I have something here. So if you guys listen to the Daniel Song episode, Daniel, uh, you guys were talking about shirt stays. Yep. And I get a package in the mail. I haven't opened this yet. I get a package in the mail from California a couple of days ago. And it's shirt stays. Uh-huh. I know exactly what they are now, but I thought that was that was very, very cool and nice of Daniel to send those to me. I can't wait to, to rock that the next time I wear a suit. I actually may I wear got, a suit Friday night. I got a thing I gotta go to. Yeah, I got mine about an hour ago. Clint Did you stopped, really? Yeah, yeah. Clint stopped by my Athens. Oh, office. he sent them to you. I thought yeah. you were saying you went to buy some. Got you. No, no, no. He's Daniel sent me some as well, and I'm humbled that he would do that. But I tell you what. If you ever put those on a dress shirt and wear them with like a suit, you won't ever do anything else because it will keep your crap in where it's supposed to be kept. So thank <laughs> hey, you, that's, Daniel. That's what life is all about, man, keeping your crap in where it's supposed to be kept. So, Bradley, we got a lot to talk about today. I'm fired up to do so. Let's start with where carriers are right now relative to all the 23 named storms that touchdown on the gulf coast this summer are you seeing a pullback from a lot of them rate increases those types of things or where are you right now with that i don't think there's any homeowners policy in the state of alabama that's not going up next year especially this year especially in mobile and Baldwin county there's a lot going a policy changing a couple hundred dollars is considered even i consider it to be and, and, and here's the thing is like we all knew this hard market was coming and there's a hard market everywhere, and everywhere didn't get hit with storms, right? So right. this was probably going to happen either way. So we've had that coming from the captive side of the business. I'm used to that. The captive carrier I worked for for six years had a rate increase five out of the six years. So I'm used to that. I know how to navigate those waters. I understand if we do a good enough job with it, it's a pay raise. Hmm. Now, I don't want that. If I could push a button and keep that from happening, it would, you know? We are using it as an opportunity uh, because we do lender referrals. We do have a decent amount of monoline home. And we have some monoline commercial. We are using it as an opportunity to, hey, I, may, I can't really help you on the home. This is going to be a good rate, but we can bring your auto in-house or your umbrella in-house or your business in-house or your comp in-house and maybe help offset some of that cost. Right. And so I, I consider that like, a win-win-win when the client maybe offsets a rate increase, they have everything in one place so they can make one phone call, not four when they have an issue. And it's a win for us because we satisfied this client and we increased the size of the account. But yeah, definitely, definitely seeing some of that. Pullback wise, there's one carrier that's pulling out of Alabama, not due to financial reasons, air quotes. Um, and that was going to happen before the storm, unfortunately. I think we got that news about a year ago this month. We've got one that I was actually on a, a call podcast with Cass and Hanley this morning. I was like, yeah, I've got one carrier that's still under a binding moratorium from Hurricane Sally in, in September. <laughs> and that's true. That's 100% true. They're just like, hey, we're holding off. And they still haven't right. opened back up. So there's some of yeah. that. But that's pretty much it, man. Nothing, nothing too crazy. Um, I was actually, I know this is a long-winded answer, but I was actually thinking – so a second ago, I was out in my lobby out here and I heard Kenneth saying some things that indicated there was a claim that had happened. And I was like, oh, somebody have a claim. And it hit me. I was like, wow, I'm really nonchalant about that. And it, I took myself back to, I remember where I was sitting when Portal had our first claim 
which was probably three months after we opened. And I was at lunch with another independent agent and a claim came through and I almost panicked. And I was, how is such and such on claims? And he's like, oh, oh, you'll be fine. And, and it was fine to think, to go from that to, oh yeah, such and such a claim. Okay. All right. I'm get my coffee. Right. That's what a hur- a good hurricane or two will do to you. You know? Yeah. It's a mind shift. It's a mind shift. No doubt. So tell our listening audience, here we are at the start of 2021. And I want these agents to get some value out of this podcast today. Where are you at in terms of technology? This is kind of a twofold answer I want here. What you're using in terms of CRM, agency management, those types of things. And then also from a marketing standpoint, I know a month or two ago, you and I were talking offline on the phone and you were like, yeah, I'm not really doing much Facebook advertising right now. Is that just you got so much business coming in from referral sources that you don't feel like you need it or that algorithm or the way that you were doing advertising just doesn't seem to be working as well. It's not that it's not the latter part. So where we are in our business is, is we, you know, and I've made it very clear. I think everybody listening to this, that's listened to more than a few episodes. I'm not trying to build the local insurance agency. I'm trying to build a behemoth. We're trying to build a big agency that has tons of employees, tons of produ- We're trying to build a haven for producers that are decent people right. or good people. And, you know, we hired up, we actually have less overall. We have more employees today than we did a year ago because we have the marketing department, but take the marketing department out. We actually have less insurance employees today than we did a year ago. And that was because when we started hiring up, we hired a couple people that made us realize, wait a minute, our processes aren't exactly where they need to be. Uh-huh. So we, we shrunk down one or two people. And now what we're doing is we are firming up and implementing set in stone processes for every single thing in the agency. It's done this way every time so that we, when we hire up, we can plug people in and this is how it's done. Right. So it doesn't break down the road. You're trying to be Chick-fil-A. So, yeah, kind of. If you're familiar with the EOS system, the book Traction, I know a lot of independent agents have based their business on it. Traction, the, the EOS system is, is essentially getting everyone in your organization rowing in the same direction is how the book describes it. And it's very processive. So we've got our leadership team now. We're meeting once a week and going over processes and systems right now. On my computer screen behind Scott's head right here, I have our sales process outlined that this is the way we sell every single time. This is how it goes. And you can use that internally and externally. You know, use that internally because it keeps you on a track and use that externally because you can say, hey, Mr. Client, this is how this is going to go. This is the portal process. Dun, 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 dun. Um, so we're doing that. And because of that, we had physically could not handle any more business other than what we were getting from referrals, lenders and business and stuff like that. So that's why I turned a lot of my lead generating marketing on. Now the plan is to bring other people in, kick that back up and feed them leads. Right. So there's that. But from a technology standpoint, I'm trying to figure out ways to do more with less. Okay. The, and I posted on Twitter a couple of weeks ago, I said, we all need less tech that does more. And I think a lot of the old guys and gals on Twitter just read the first part and didn't finish reading it. And they're like, less tech. I had a couple of people that are like, no pad and paper. And I'm like, absolutely not. Have you seen right. my handwriting? I'm not saying that at all. 
what I was saying was we need the technology that we have to do more right. and not cause any less work on our end. Mm-hmm. Don't add another tool just to add another tool. It needs to make your life easier and be more functional. Right. So that's kind of where I'm at is consolidating things, consolidating tools. Okay. This tool has this feature, this one. Okay. Da, 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 let's combine these two. Let's get rid of this one. We're doing a lot of that just to have less, less screw up, you know, and I've met with a couple of my vendors, the tech companies we use and said, Hey guys, we need you to implement these features or we're going to have to look somewhere else. And that's not to give them an ultimatum or say that I'm any more important of a client than the next guy or gal. But I think that that same thing echoes across all agents. Mm-hmm. And so we've, we've had a lot of those conversations. So yeah, that's, that's kind of where we are. And we, we were supposed to be one of the first, first agencies on neon that did not happen due to some things on the Varuna side. Um, not on the neon side. Neon's great. We just weren't able to to jump on yet because of some political stuff and that we've had to kind of step back and say, okay, you know, so that's, that's where we are, man. Well, let me tell you where we are. Yeah. I'm curious because when you first went indie, so to speak, you were like Mr. Vendor. I bet you did 800,000 demos. And so I'm curious to know, I want to know where you are, who you've you've dumped, all that stuff. And you don't have to mention any names. So, I don't, yeah, I don't mind. You know me, I'm, I'm way too transparent in some regards, probably more than people would like for me to be. But so we are currently two weeks probably away from getting rid of every filing cabinet in our offices. (laughs) You have filing cabinets. And I know for some of you tech savvy agents that are out there like Bradley, that is comical. You know, you know, you should do a video where you like blow them up or something. Yeah, I I should. Yeah, I I may have to do that. But, you know, you start you're in business 10 years and you start doing things one way and doing paper filing. And I'm I'm 49 years old. I'll be I thought I was turning 50 in January. I'm actually turning 50 next January. But I think it's 11 years of paper files. And so we hired a virtual assistant. His name is Naz out of the Philippines through CoverDesk, one of our sponsors. And he has just done a fantastic job. He understands Hawksoft better than we do. So we bought some high dollar, I say high dollar, a couple hundred, $300, two $300 scanners. And we have just started every day putting on a Google Drive as many paper files as we can. And at night, because right now over there in the Philippines, it's like four o'clock in the morning. Right. So he works at night. I mean, yeah, he works. His day is our night. So every day we put 20, 30 files in there. He's going into Hawksoft and finding that policy, whether it's an active policy holder or whether it's a canceled file and creating a prospect in Hawksoft for us. And we are systematically getting rid of probably anywhere from 20 to 30 files a day. And as it stands today, both our personal lines and commercial files should all be into Hawksoft by, you know, middle of February. You know what sucks and, the most about that? What's that? Is if every sheet was the same, it would be a lot easier. But you have like some that have staples in them, some don't. Right. You got pages that are bent. It right. gets real like yeah tedious very, very, yes. very fast. 
Yes. Um, so the guy that did my printing in my office, so, so I got a, a big thing of the mobile skyline right here. He has a scanner that'll scan like a thousand pages in three seconds or something right. like that. Yeah. Yeah. The two scanners that we bought, I should have the model numbers here for you. So you guys can look into them if you need them. Cause I, I guarantee you there's some agents listening to this right now that still have paper files in their office, but I think ours will do around 60 pages about every three to five, 10 seconds, something like that. So, I mean, they are flying through that scanner. But yeah, they're just little mobile scanners. I mean, they're they look like something you'd see at the DMV. We named our scanner Bob Marley because it's <laughs> always be jamming. That's it. So that's one thing we've done. Our Hawksoft, we we've been very impressed with Hawksoft. My team's gotten used to using it. It's you know, Hawksoft today is not your daddy's Hawksoft. I agree. They are doing, I think we talked with a marketing manager about a month ago, Bradley and I did for about an hour on a Zoom call. Should have turned that into a podcast, actually. I was but, very impressed with yes, where they, they, they are and where they're going. They have, as he put it, opened the door, put the open sign on for vendors to come in and do one-way integration with Hawksoft. But here's our latest and greatest, Bradley, and you need to know about this because I haven't told you this yet. So... I made a conscientious decision last July because we were drinking from such a large fire hose not to implement a CRM system yet because we were spending, I don't want to say hundreds of hours, but 60, 80, 100 hours learning the Hawksoft system within our agency. Every employee had to utilize it, learn it, get used to it. We're putting all this information in there. We had to set it up. That took 20 or 30 hours to set up. And so I made a decision to hold off on implementing a CRM system that would integrate with Hawksoft. And I knew that I wanted to get one, but I didn't want to do it before the beginning of this year because I just didn't feel like we could handle all that. We needed to just kind of take everything, baby steps to the elevator, baby steps on the elevator. So about three weeks ago, I, after talking to a few people in the industry and watching some videos and talking to Nicholas Ayers, we have decided to implement better agency and we have implemented better agency as our CRM system. It does integrate with Hawksoft. It's a one-way integration. So you have to put the prospect or client is in Hawksoft and then twice an hour the better agency system talks to Hawksoft. So if Bradley puts a prospect into Hawksoft at 2 p.m. today, probably by 2.30 that afternoon, same time, that prospect's going to carry over into the better agency system. And that was the next iteration for our agency to just kind of keep up with all that stuff that you need a CRM system for. And we've only had it for about a week, and we're still – deep diving into all the the campaigns that we can run and the the stuff that's already in there but I think it's going to be something that we're really I'm already impressed with what I can see in there and the system hasn't even fully integrated because we've got so many clients and so many prospects that the system is still kind of working through all that to integrate with Hawksoft so but the stuff I can see in there right now is pretty mind blowing it tells you a lot of information yeah, that yeah. you just don't get with just an agency management system. Well, and Dr. Billy Williams says, 
who's going to come on next week, Dr. Billy Williams says that if you get a new lead and you're entering it directly into your agency management system, that's a mistake because uh-huh. agency management systems don't have the capabilities to track a lead and to do right. some of the, some of the touch points that need to happen that yes. a CRM would, no matter what CRM you use. Right. And for me, you know, it's very important for us that when something happens in now certs, it also happens in our CRM. Right. And vice versa. And we're very, very, very close to being able to be just fully operational in our CRM rather than in the management system. Yeah. The couple other things we've done, when we started in July, I had two sweep accounts, two escrow accounts. One was for direct build business. One was for agency build business. For those of you independent agents that do agency build stuff, you'll know what I'm talking about. And in the last two weeks, we have integrated down to one sweep account. And that was a change. And that, you know, part of me was like, I don't know if I want to close out that agency build account. That was something that we've recently done very recently. And then I think the other things that we've done, and this is just trying to get closer to our clients and our prospects, especially our clients, is we continue to use Rocket Referrals and we continue to use Glovebox as our agency management, or excuse me, mobile agency manager, mobile app, excuse me, because I felt like having a mobile app that was as good as the Glovebox app is would just be another feather in our hat to differentiate us from everybody else around here. Yeah. You're like me. You're in a a small town in Alabama. You don't have that many of your competition that has their own app. And we use Glovebox as well. They they've done a phenomenal job with the onboarding our clients because they handle that piece. Um, Now we still send people the link. We send new customers the link, but I think our Mm -hmm. adoption rate is at like 20%, which they say is high. And we have had zero complaints. Now I can tell you in terms of like customers saying, what's this damn email I'm getting about Glovebox? I can tell you this, if I was the one doing the onboarding, we would get some complaints. Right. And we have people complain about our onboarding that we do, you know, so they do a really, really good job. They have a, the right kind of cadence for that. Mm. That's awesome that you guys are doing that. Well, it, it just, it takes us to the next level as far as utilizing technology to give our customers what they want. And there's so much stuff you can do on that glove box app. You can, you can file a claim, you can look at your policies, you can quickly pull up your ID cards, you know, all the stuff you can do on carrier apps, you can mm-hmm. do on that, We've written, but written they're going to our, exactly. They're going to our mobile app, not travelers, not nationwide. Well, and, then, one thing, and, and one thing too that I like about it is that it's connects to the carriers, not the management system. Right. So it, it's not relying upon me that the data is accurate. You know, mm-hmm. one of our people could mistakenly put something in a management system that caused the client to think they have a coverage they don't. And then we're looking at an E&O issue. But with them, because it connects directly to the carrier, something changes on the carrier side, it's reflected in the app. Right. Hey, you mentioned uh, sweep accounts. Can me tell you a funny story? Yeah. About a month ago, so we have a sweep account as well for agency bill. And I have an accountant that I hired that she handles my agency bill stuff. She's her own company and she specializes in insurance. And so basically what happens is when an agency bill policy is written, payments taken, she's notified. When the money hits the account, she takes it, she goes, pays it and that sort of thing. Right. So I don't have to worry about it. And I didn't want to delegate it to somebody in my office because if they mess up, it's still kind of my fault. You know, I wanted like a professional right. to do it. 
to make sure the carriers are paid and all that. And then she does commissions and all that. So that sweep account, I don't even look at it. Like as far as I'm concerned, it's not my money, right? I have spreadsheets that I look at that she updates just to make sure everything's being paid. But when I'm looking at like my accounts and you know, I'm a new, I'm a new venture. So I'm looking at my bank account every day. When I look at my bank accounts, I look at like how much money I have. I don't even put that one in there. So like a month ago, I was like, man, like my cash flow is a little bit off. Like, what's the deal with this? And I remember having a conversation with my wife and being like, man, like, I don't know what the problem is. Like some checks going to have to be coming in. Like, it's just, and she's like, really? I was like, I feel like I'm like $10,000 off. And like from what I normally am, you know, because mm-hmm. the PNL, we were, we were in the black, but the account was going, I'm like, where, like, there, where's it at? And right. I got to looking and I called her and I was like, Lindsay, I was like, what, what's left that you have to pay? She's like, oh, nothing. There's nothing pending. There's $11,000 in that account. I had commissions sitting in that account that we forgot to put it in our process that the commissions are transferred out. Is this just it's wow. sitting in there? So talking about putting on a, putting on an old coat and finding 50 bucks in it, right? Absolutely. And you know, I'd already paid something. my people on that too. So I was like double in the hole with it. Well, we had something similar to that happen last week where there were two, uh, and we still to this day haven't figured out how this happened, but we had two transactions that got pulled from our operating account. That's where, you know, business expenses come out, payroll, all that, you know, employee pay, all that stuff occurs. But we had two pulls out of our operating account from Progressive for premiums from a policyholder. And I was like, oh, hell no, that can't happen ever. So we have started deep diving into that to figure that out. I don't, I think it came from an old NBS, which is Nationwide Broker Solutions Mm. policy. And somehow they got it mixed up on what to pull from. Yeah. Uh, so we're still trying to figure that out now, a couple of things we're working on guys. And one thing I want to tell all of our listening audience today, I've started using a video app that is about as slick as anything I've ever seen. And I think it's called boom, boom. Have you seen this Bradley? Mm-mm. It is bomb, 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 bomb. Yeah. Bomb, yeah. bomb. How do you, how do you spell it? I think it's B O M B B O M B. Yeah, bomb bomb. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. So somebody in the somebody turned me on to this and I downloaded the free trial of it. But basically what it does is it attaches to your email system. And we use G Suite, so we've got Gmail. But thank God, I'm so glad you use G Suite. G Suite's awesome. So anytime I want to send a client or one of my employees an email, when I go to to hit start the email, there's a little round button in the bottom of the screen and I can literally take my mouse and click onto that button and it will start recording from my desk and I can record that video. It immediately attaches to the email and sends it out. And it is slick as a button boy. I'm telling you like video quotes and stuff like that. Well that, yeah. just say something to somebody like, Hey, Hey John, this is Scott Howell. I just want to tell you how much we appreciate your business. But the way it does it is so seamless that you're not having to like go find a file and, or, you know, it could be an employee. You want to talk to them and just say, Hey, you're doing a great job today. I just want to let you know that, but it's so seamless. And I don't record more than like a minute 
on there, right. but it attaches right to that email and you can just send it and it's, it's slick. Well, so, what are you guys doing new business wise? What do y'all let's go into more of the insurance side. We've got about yeah. 10, 10 minutes here for our next podcast. What are you guys doing? What, what are you focusing on for 2021? I know I told, uh, I was talking to someone from Cincinnati insurance yesterday and he asked me what you guys do. And I said, uh, they're a HAB agency or they do a lot of HAB. And he was like, man, I'd hate to be in HAB right now. So I know there's a lot of changes going on out there. How are you dealing with all the changes in HAB? And then what are you guys like focused on new business wise? So our agency split in half. We have half of our agency's personal lines and I have got three stone cold killers that each one averages. I'm going to say overall, they average somewhere between on the low side, 35 on the high side, 50,000 a month in premium green, new premium, not churning business. I'm talking about green new premium or cross-selling we're doing a lot of cross-selling what we have figured out through our new crm system better agency and some other reports that we run is we have a ton of mono line policy holders either home with no auto auto with no home so our newest agent jess miller is her name she is introducing herself to all of our policyholders by doing nothing but running these cross-sell lists. And she is a stone cold killer. So she'll write 35, 40, $50,000 in just cross-selling mixed in with some new accounts, stuff that she's writing. So that's one side of our business. The other side of our business is commercial. And I write most of, because I still do write insurance. In fact, since about November of last year, I started writing a pretty good bit of it, but I write all the, what I call exotic stuff or just stuff that nobody has time to get to. But Clinton Orr in our agency is, is our resident expert in property investor insurance. And, you know, he does a lot of single family schedules and he does a lot of multifamily apartment type stuff all over the country because we're licensed in 24 States. And, uh, he's doing quotes right now. I know he's got one for Georgia, uh, one in Georgia, one in um, Mississippi that he's working on right now as we speak. Because yeah. the flip side of the hard market is, is that everybody else is having issues too. So you may right. have an opportunity to pick up some accounts that you otherwise would not get. Right. So the HAB market has hardened up. Carriers like Travelers Nationwide, you know, a lot of those types of carriers are desperately not trying to completely get out of it, but are really backing off the throttle. And remember Bill Cochran came on here and talked about the, the cycle of insurance, right? So we're in a very hard underwriting cycle right now. So what that means is if they're going to write it, it's going to have to be pristine. It's going to have to be new. It's going to have to be a really good risk. And that means that we type O negative. Yeah, right. That means we've got a lot of stuff across the country. You have to submit that, it on Tuesday. <laughs> that admitted carriers are non-renewing mm -hmm. and may have to go excess and surplus. And you've also got rate increases that are running somewhere between, you know, on the low end, 10%, on the high end, 25, 30, 40%, depending on what your loss ratio is. 
We had Lewis Gazatua come on here. They do a lot of have. And we all know that your loss ratio or your, you know, loss runs or your credit report for an investor. So you get a lot of unhappy investors. You get a lot of people calling, I'm going to shop my insurance. This is bullshit, blah, blah, blah. And then a week or two later, they're like, yeah, go ahead and buy that policy. <laughs> so yeah, pay increase. Definitely. You've got a lot of, a lot more. And this is something we've worked on very hard over here is, is a lot more relationships with a lot of different brokers, both in the Southeast and around the country, really, that we can find that underwriter that's aggressive and wants to write business and we take it to him. And he, he's got 15, 20 carriers that are on the excess and surplus side that he quotes it through for Finding us. Finding an underwriter that's wanting to write business is like, mm-hmm. that's the key to the whole thing. That's the key to the whole. That's I the don't key think the there's ballgame. any market, any sector of the business that is more ripe for disruption than the traditional wholesale MGA where, you have to submit it to the underwriter. And if you don't give them a good Christmas gift last year, it's going to sit on their desk for three days. That's right. That's right. And from a captive agency standpoint, if you're a farmer's agent or, you know, state farm, all state, you probably don't, maybe not farmers because they broker a lot of business, but most of the captive agents that are out there don't do as much into that, what I call agency build world. And once you get into that world, it is a, it is like the difference between between playing NFL football and Major League Baseball. It's just too different. Yes. It's just so different that you can't even imagine. It's like stepping into this. Mm-hmm. And, and there's going to be certain accounts that are always going to be that way. Yeah, yeah. You know, somebody trying to insure a, something super weird that's super high risk, it's always, right. it's always going to be that way. But there's no reason I should have to wait three days for a bot quote. Mm-hmm. or a comp mm-hmm. quote or a hab quote even I, i'm gonna tell you right last... now that can quote hab big hab in yeah. two minutes right why can't right. we preload the rates and have something like that you know somebody wants to create yeah. that let me me and scott pilot it we'd be happy to to do so <laughs> small so i'll leave, i'll leave you this here's the areas we need to improve on here's the areas we need to get better at we have got to create and build out a customer experience that is Chick-fil-A. Every single person, doesn't, don't care if it's personal lines or commercial, we need to have a customer experience built out from the time that policy sold for the next two weeks, what's going to happen as far as what they get from us and build out that customer experience process. That's something that we've got on our plate right now that we're trying to do. Again, trying to move the ball one step forward to greatness. The other thing, and this is going to perk y'all's ears up right here, is I'm working with a guy by the name of Chris Burrand, B-U-R-A-N-D. He is, according to Chris Paradiso, the best in the industry. In fact, I've got his contract right here. I was just looking at it before we went on this podcast. Here's his contract right here that he sent me about two weeks ago that I'm, I'm looking over today. We are building out what I call a employee ownership program for individuals in our agency that includes long-term employees that will have some form of ownership in I protect insurance. Basically guys, if you want to know what I'm doing is I am building a 
employee-sponsored ownership program for my agents because I don't believe that I can leave a legacy in this agency without giving an opportunity for each one of my people here that some of which have been with me for 10 years, some form of ownership. Now, granted, some people are going to get more than others because, you know, you're not going to give somebody that's not producing versus somebody that's producing a million dollars a year as much ownership as maybe that guy or girl that's producing a million dollars worth of insurance a year. But I want to give every single person in the form of capital, some type of ownership in this agency, if they stay with us long-term. And that's something that's very important to me. And it has been important to me for a long time because for the last hundred years, Bradley, insurance agency owners have basically owned their book of business, their little toy box and Yes, they've worked their ass off and yes, they work on the business every day, but they've had a ton of people that have been in that agency working their ass off every day. But yet when it comes time to sell that agency, they make the big check and everybody else has to go find another job or they just stay there and they just keep working. That's something I feel very passionate about is wanting to make sure I take care of these people that have been here a long time and, and done just as much as I have every day to build this agency. I mean, we can all bullshit each other all we want to and say, well, I work harder than they do, or I did this, or I started this. But, but everybody here, and we talked about this with uh, David Carruthers, everybody needs some kind of path to ownership in this agency. In my agency, doesn't, doesn't mean you have to do it in yours, but that's where I'm at right now. Awesome. Well, guys, listen, this is Scott Howell. Hope you guys enjoyed listening to Bradley and I rap for a few minutes today. We are about to jump on a, our next podcast with Mr. Billy Williams, Dr. Billy Williams. Look forward to visiting with him. As I always tell you guys, rewards come from action, not discussion. Get your ass out from behind that desk today. I hope I said something today or Bradley said something today that will help you move the ball one step forward to greatness. It's what we're here for. We love each and every one of you. I will never be able to tell you how much I appreciate each and every one of you listening. And I hope to one day I get to see each and every one of you and visit with you in person. Go out today, sell insurance, make money for your family. Quit worrying about all the other stuff that's out there, GameStop and politics and all this other stuff. Go make money for your family. Make money for your husband, your wife, your kid's college fund. Go help your parents that are struggling out there today and buckle your chin strap, folks, because around the middle of this summer, we are all going to be able to get out there and shake hands and kiss babies like we did two years ago. We love you. Write good business for the companies that you represent and write good business for the agencies that you represent. Bradley Flowers, I love you, brother. Thanks, man. Guys, you are listening to the Insurance Guys podcast, and we'll see you back here real soon. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Insurance Guys podcast. If you need to know more about me or you need to get in touch with Scott, you can always reach me at theinsuranceguyonline.com or email me at iprotectins at gmail.com. And if you need to get in touch with Mr. Bradley Flowers, go to bradleyflowersinsurance.com or email him at bradley at sarahlandinsurance.com. Guys, we love you. Thank you so much for listening. We look forward to being with you again real soon on the next episode 
of the insurance guys. Take care.